How do you know this? That's what I do. I drink and I know things. Truth is, I am Iron Man. Rose? Well, we're going, we don't need Rose. When people ask you what happened here, tell them the North remembers. And here we go. Welcome to Not Another Movie Pod, episode five. I'm Zach Williamson I'm with Ross Cutsforth, Luke Goosens. Today we're going to talk some Game of Thrones, boys. Season eight, episode two. What was it called? A Night, uh, a Night of the Seven Kingdoms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great name. Yeah. Um, before we get super into the depth of the discussion, we need to give a special shout out. Some people who reviewed our pod. We want to say thank you to RJ Eli, Edwin Patterson, T Ice, aka at OG Fuck Boy. <laughs> what <laughs> that was that's his thing awesome. that's what he said for the shout out and then shame on you our boy <laughs> and then our boy jay creasy who gave us a review too hey what up thanks DJ jake Saga. um all right moving on let's get into it so thanks, basically Kyle. before we get super into it let's just give each give like just an honest take on the episode there was a lot of like i'm gonna call them just surface fans people you know who are just here for the big battles um, a lot of people were disappointed with it, but I personally thought it was a great episode. What do you guys think? I agree. I don't know. I really liked it. I thought the character development and like the character, how it was getting you emotionally tied to the characters was really good. For next yeah. episode, it's just, oh, it's going to destroy me. <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah fuck, people, yeah, fuck people calling it filler episodes. Like every scene meant something. Like <clears throat> it was really emotional and raw. Like, you know, there's points where I wanted to cry. I was laughing. Like it was, yeah. it was, it was really good. Very well written, I thought too. What was your guys' favorite scene, just off favorite the top team. of the head, that stuck Ooh. out the most to you? Oh yeah, Brienne getting knighted, one hundred percent. That's easy. Brienne getting knighted, dude. I was literally, I swear to frick, I was about to cry. I was like, Jesus. <laughs> My oh, okay. My favorite scene was definitely when Theon and Sansa reunited. Holy shit. Mm. That I, was very emotional too. I yeah. legit I did cry a little bit on that one. I couldn't hold I couldn't. That was such thought. a great scene too. And like, you know, since we're already just talking about that scene specifically, there's a lot of people who I think who are like saying, Oh, Theon and Sansa are gonna hook up, but I didn't take it that way at all. Like I took it as no. just they're you know, they grew up together very like he basically grew up with the Starks his, almost yeah. his whole life. And yeah. it was just like a brother sister thing. They well, both survived Ramsey. Yeah. They um, yeah they experienced they were like abused together, together. they were like yeah. abused yeah yeah like he had to witness her be raped by him and that's yeah that's something yeah, to go through that's heavy yeah and he couldn't very. do anything about it at the time but yes I mean that was a great scene I also I think my favorite scene though too also was like what Luke said I thought Brienne getting knighted I just I thought she deserved that you know and it just yeah. Um, I, I don't think it uh, bodes well for her going into the next episode that she got like a complete arc. <laughs> but yeah, true. I did love that scene. I love Podrick's little nod too because yeah. he he just knew that's what she wanted more than anything was mm-hmm. just the recognition. That was a sweet scene. Honestly. I love Jamie doing it too, and then everyone just that whole scene was great. Honestly, yeah, fitting. Dude, now um, we just need Pod the Rod to get knighted. It's for real, because he said he wanted to be a knight too. So let's go. Yeah. Let's get him all night. Night. If he fu- if he fucking survives next week, I'm down. Anyone yeah. who gets survives, they get knighted. <laughs> that's a reward right there. <laughs> that's that's pretty good. Yeah, it felt like the the circle of outcasts kind of like coming together and being homies. Yeah, it was cool. All those people, mm-hmm. you know, come from different parts 
like they were saying, they've all kind of like fought each other or fought against the Starks, and they're all there. Um, it was awesome. All right. Um, before we get super into the fan questions, I definitely want to get into that early. We just need to touch on one little big piece of news that came out post-episode, um, season 8, episode 1, Winterfell, that we didn't cover on the last pod because it came out later in the week. But writer David Hill, who wrote that episode, he confirmed that the White Walkers used the same symbols as the Children of the Forest literally to mock them. And he made a comparison to how the devil mocks um, with the cross, right, Ross? Wasn't that the comparison he made? Yeah, he was saying it's basically like synonymous with turning a cross upside down. Yeah. And um, for me, like, on top of that, it just felt like, hey, you know, this is what it means. It doesn't mean he's a Targaryen, which is like a big fan theory that came out of that episode was just, oh, this must be his Targ. Like when it got lit, when Ned Umber got lit on fire, RIP. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were thinking that, oh, it lit up like a Targaryen sigil and that means that he must have been it but you know like as we've i think we've all said it like for one the targaryen showed up way after the night king this dude's like eight thousand years old yeah. actually more he's probably like yeah. ten thousand years old yeah he's like one of it's, the first men yeah around ten thousand years old probably i think yeah they was like ten thousand and then they kind of went mia for a couple thousand years and then the long night happened yeah um so, yeah, I mean, he's been around, dude. He was there way before the Targaryen. So the, that, that theory just never even had legs for me anyway. I think we all thought that it might just be he was, if it was anything, that he's mocking the Targaryen sigil because he knew they'd have to light Ned on fire. Yeah. It's just like that same thing they did uh, last season with the Stark, like the dire wolf. Yeah. In, uh, in the, the last episode. Very last scene, honestly, I think, of yeah. the season. It was the very last scene. And you see that Stark outline, the dire wolf outline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those so, people yeah. are running too far with very little evidence. Yeah, people just get yeah. thinking way deep, way deep like, into something. It. For sure. Um, so, yeah, that was pretty much the one little thing of news. And then I think we should touch on the intro to how basically what we were talking about last episode, we thought the intro was going to change a little bit every episode. That was confirmed this week with, uh, what were you saying, Ross? So this week the blue tiles were a little different, right? Yeah, they were. So... Uh, last week we were all noticing how the blue tiles started from the wall and then they went down to the last hearth and then this week those are those tile tiles uh, were already established and then you mm -hmm. can see the tiles coming down from the last hearth to winterfell now so it yeah it's just it's showing their progress the night king's progress basically and winterfell was fortified all the way around yeah in the intro and so, yeah, that yeah. just kind of confirms that every episode is going to be a little different. They're going to show the progress wherever we end up going. Um, so, yeah, good that was dope. that. Let's get into fan questions, though. We got some good ones this week. Um, also, if you would like to submit questions or if you just have any questions about the show, definitely follow us at Not A Movie Pod on Twitter or at Thrones Facts. Um, basically, we tweet it out and then have people just respond. Or you can DM us and we'll talk about it on the pod next, whenever our next episode is. Um, so the first one was from at ninja underscore herd boy. That's badass. <laughs> nice handle. His name, or, and his question is, can the Night King resurrect Ned and the rest in the crypt? And to go with that, we had another question too to kind of build on it. We had a, we had a good amount of replies asking about the yeah. crypt specifically. Yeah. Um, and the second one to kind of build on that was just people are worried about the crypt but none of these people were killed by the dead ones or the Night King or the White Walkers. So can the Night King make them rise? 
I think no, but would like to know if I'm right. So who wants to go first? Ross, you got this one? Yeah, yeah. yeah I can go for it. First of all, I don't think it matters if the Night King has killed them. He, he doesn't have to kill them to raise them because he's already, I don't know, he's raised like thousands and thousands of white walkers and i don't see him killing every single one of those it just i don't know it seems like it would be very time consuming and yeah whites yeah all the whites yeah like all the skeletons and stuff and then Mm -hmm. okay to get deeper into that he could potentially resurrect the were you guys talking about the you thought there was a magical spell or whatever that was protecting the crypts um so that was, yeah, Luke was saying that there, I mean, it, it, it's possible. Luke, what were you saying? You think that there might be maybe a spell? Yeah, I was looking up something. Oh, man. I think it was one of the wikis on the creation of Winterfell, and there's like a spell or something, like underneath Winterfell. Or I thought, yeah. Ross, you would know about it, but I, I, I wasn't able to look too, too deep into it. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I, I think I can touch on that a little bit. I think maybe it could just be like a theory, you know, or it just happened so long that we don't know for sure. But basically just with the blood of the first men and just how the Starks are, you know, they're kind of got abilities and stuff that maybe, yeah, it could stop the Night King from raising people in there. Are you ta- are you talking about like the theory that they made a pact with the Night King the first time to give them powers and like immunity to him? No, I was thinking maybe they made some sort of pact with the children of the forest, maybe. Yeah. Prevented it. They could prevent that from happening. Okay, yeah, um, that's true. Because yeah, like the and the builder man. did. Yeah, he made like a pact with the giants and then the children of the forest to make the wall. Yeah. And yeah, we oh. know that the, the wall has oh, magic yeah, okay. behind yeah. it too. It could, but that's so that, yeah, that's speculative. So. It's speculative. We don't know for sure. Yeah, definitely not. So if that doesn't exist, I think yes, he could resurrect them because in season four, episode ten. When Bran, Mira, Jojen, and Hodar, and all of them are going, or it's just those four, but when they're going to the cave of the Three-Eyed Raven, there's a bunch of skeletons that pop up, and basically, you don't see the Night King anywhere, so you don't really know how far away he can resurrect people. It's unknown, but I mean, clearly, it's it's a decent distance. Would you guys agree with that? Yeah, and you know what's interesting about that part, too? Ross is that he's not there, but he doesn't even because he doesn't know actually. Where remember he figures it out later where where Bran is when he looks through the vision, and that's how he figures out where that is. So it's just like, yeah, I don't even know how they knew to, to summon at that part. To be honest, or maybe yeah, they were already resurrected, but then they were just yeah. like dormant there for just a little guarding bit. those trees. Maybe he just knows the children of the forest like yeah. those trees. He could have laid a little landmine right there. I don't know. Yeah, a skelly trap, and then the other thing that that also shows is that he can resurrect skeletons so there's a question of how decayed could you be and still be resurrected by the night king and that right there shows that he can resurrect skeletons but we also don't know exactly how decayed all the starks are in the crypts but most of them beyond 40 to 50 years because that's when bones start to become brittle inside coffins so beyond like 40 to 50 years they probably wouldn't be able to to be resurrected right yeah no i agree with that so if basically what you're saying yes 40 50 years that's basically when bones decompose but that does mean we could see like rick on who's down there we could see like a headless ned pop up yeah um we could maybe see liana stark we could see maybe ned's dad and brother 
Yeah, Brandon. Yes. And the thing is, so there there won't be like hundreds of people popping up because yeah. most of these guys will be decayed by now, but there could be a couple. Like 10 and, maybe. Yeah, 10 or so. And I think what you were saying, Ross, right, that they all they're all they all have weapons on them too. Yeah. So, and yeah, that's another thing is it's a tradition, Stark tradition that all the old kings of winter, they have so they have this big statue on their tomb and then at the at the foot of their statue is a stone direwolf and an iron sword. Basically, when they get resurrected, pop up, they would have that weapon right there. So they will instantly just have a sword that they could start killing like all the civilians with. So, yeah, just slaughter all the yeah. people down there. It would just be a, a, um, a massacre, basically. Yeah, I definitely think that this could happen too. I'm. I definitely just feel like with all the foreshadowing, that's just how men, how many times they mentioned how safe it is down there. Yeah. That I just the whole time I was thinking that that shit's not safe, man. And then the whole time <laughs> I'm thinking too, it's like, how does John not even like think about that too? Just because he knows that the re- the dead can get resurrected. Yeah, it doesn't even like consider it or anything. He doesn't even it doesn't even go in his mind. I I don't know. So, um, I could definitely see that happening. I think we should also make a note just because we're never going to get a chance to talk about this because it's going to get confirmed or not next week. Yeah. But basically, there is a, a thing from the books. There was a rumor that under Winterfell, there is an ice dragon. And not, the theory not on an ice dragon, a dragon egg. A dragon egg. Yeah. Yes. Um, that could somehow get hatched from this. But he'd be such a baby, too, mm. that it won't even do anything, I think. No. Nah. But, um, I mean. but, but anyway, the theory is that. Under this, Winterfell is built on a hot springs, and the only other places that have hot springs in this world were Dragonstone, um, which we know had drag, which was housing dragons, and then the fourteen flames, which is where dragons were discovered in Essos. So that's kind of just a fun little theory to throw in there. Yeah, I don't that. There's no. I don't really don't think that's going to happen. It's just we're never going to get a chance to throw that in. No. So noted that. I don't think that w- that will happen either. Definitely not. Because that's just yeah. like a thing from the book from like way back. It'd be such a crazy turn. It'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> It'd be too crazy. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, basically, I think that's it. So, we all think, yeah, that people could come back from the crypts. All right. Next question from at Eli What. This this person's asking, is there any wildfire left? And I'll answer this one. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, there, there's a shit ton of wildfire. Um, the Mad King had enough to blow King's Landing up if he wanted to, and he was threatening to. And that's why Jamie killed him. So he's threatening to do all, to kill everyone. So yeah, there is still wildfire. Who knows if it comes into play this season? Mm. My theory with the wildfire was just that the reason why Cersei wanted elephants to begin with was that she wanted to transfer wildfire somehow. Um, we'll see what that happens. Maybe from like all the because you know how it's stored in different caches and stuff. Yeah, maybe she all wanted, over that place. Yeah, maybe she just wanted to like use the elephants to transport the wildfire into a central location. Yeah, true. Oh, because, oh, yeah, that's a good point. Then again, also, wildfire is like super, it's like nitroglycerin. It's super volatile. Carrying on elephants to, with them wobbling yeah. back and forth. And if you're trying to do it discreetly, why would you use elephants? Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. I mean, Cersei might do that, though, because Cersei can be kind of dumb sometimes. Yeah, she wilds I could see out. that. Yeah, who knows? I was just trying to think, like, maybe unless the elephants is just, like, a nod to the books where they had it, you know? Yeah. Um, could be something like there, too. All right, next question. At bookgirl0702, all the knight's men have long white hair. 
is there any chance they're Targaryens? Um, and I think we've all co- I think we covered this, right, boys? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, we killed that one. Yeah. Yeah. In conclusion, we said basically, if there was, if it was following more of the book line, there was a Blackfire offspring. Blackfire are basically a house off of Targaryens. Um, and there was one named Bren Rivers who later became the Three-Eyed Raven that we know in the show, but in the show he's never called the Three or Brendan Rivers. So we don't know if that's actually him. Yeah. And there was some crazy speculative rumor that he went up north of the Wall, had some kids, and one of those could have been Craster, who then would make him some sort of Targ connection, and that's how it'd be connected. But it's so far fetched, and it doesn't even make sense. Yeah. And I don't think that's ever going to get explained anyway. I think it was just he just needed babies yeah <laughs> like there's nothing in the show that really alludes to that at all yeah that's, yeah. A, that's a book theory that's yeah a, wouldn't really make yeah. sense in this show continuity i think yeah mm-hmm. the, the hair is just more of a reflection of them turning into white walkers mm-hmm. i agree yeah okay so moving on we've already done that one this is a good one um i know you both of you have something to say on this at rev mike adams he says do we honestly think the Night King, who has played the game better than anyone, is going to risk his dragon army going to Winterfell? Yeah, sure, part of the army will go, but will the Night King? Interesting. You want to go for it, Luke? Yeah, I, I mean, with Bran saying that the Night King's coming for him, I mean, I think that just illustrates, like, obviously he's going to show up at Winterfell. To me, I mean, I there are those, like, Ross, you want to talk about the theories that he's going to go to King's Landing? Yeah. You want me to? Yeah. So I have a little bit of a different perspective from you, Luke. So the theory is that the Night King would just totally skirt Winterfell and then go to King's Landing so that he could avoid doing like 1v2 battle with the dragons at Winterfell. And then he could just go straight to King's Landing, start like wreaking havoc there, resurrect all the dead, and then come back up to Winterfell, and you could attack him from both sides. Would That yeah. would be the theory on that. That'd be so OP, though. Like, oh, I don't think they're going to do that. That'd be crazy. That's not fair. <laughs> that would be crazy. And to build off that, actually, about just going and attacking Winter or King's Landing, there was a vision that Bran had before he was the Three-Eyed Raven where he did see a dragon going to King's Landing. Yeah. And in that same vision, mm-hmm. he, it, he sees um, basically King's Landing just destroyed the iron, the iron Throne in the background. It's just open, you know, it's all burnt down. Yeah. Um, so that could be, it could be that, it could be foreshadowing something else. Yeah. Um, I was, that was also the same vision that Daenerys saw when she was looking for her dragons in season two, I believe, when they went, that guy, I can't remember his name, but he kidnapped them. And she had that vision too. Wait, uh, Daenerys got kidnapped? No, no, no. Her dragons yep. got taken from her, and oh, she had okay. to go on like a vision quest to yeah. find them. Yeah, it was Pyat Pri. Uh, the warlock of Karth. Yeah, that was it. The warlock dude. Yeah. Um. So I mean, yeah. that that it could go that it's possible. I personally don't think it. I'm kind of with, I'm with Luke. I think that yeah, you know, we know what he wants. Um, the actor who plays the Night King also straight up said this season. He has a target. He wasn't going to say who it was at the time. But then Bran saying, hey, you know, he's the, I'm the target. He wants to eliminate any sort of memory of humans and then wipe out everyone else after. I felt like that is his clear motive. And then after that, he's going to kill him, work his way down, go to King's Landing. Yeah. That could be uh, 
mislead for the fans, but it could also be what you said. So I don't know. I think it could be. Either yeah. Way. I don't think it, for sure. it's confirmed either way, but there's a much stronger possibility that he would go straight to Winterfell. Yeah. I think it would be cool if he went to King's Landing. That'd be cool. Yeah. And then I, I just thought the, the part in that trailer too, we see in the season three trailer, you see Theon pulling out an arrow oh, on someone. You mean the episode three trailer? Yeah, no. sorry, the episode yeah. two trailer. And then you also kind of see a, a scene of John pulling a sword with what looks like the tree is behind it. Yeah. So who knows, though? It's a possibility for sure. And there's also Good a question, Mike. dragon, too, in that same trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, also, So next. wait, could I say one more thing? <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. On the vision, I went back and watched that today, and I just went through, like, frame by frame. And the vi- the dragon from the vision looks, I mean, he looks exactly like Drogon to me. So I think that's mm-hmm. Drogon from the vision, but for sure mm-hmm. could be misdirection. Yeah, it could too. be misdirection know. for sure. Um, okay, so next question. Good point though, Ross. Okay, good question. At Anika. Okay, so this is. I don't think she's talking about in this battle, but her question is: Do you think the army of the dead will arrive at King's Landing? Meaning, just will they ever make it there? And. Also, her she had another question: Is this? Do you think we'll see Hodor, Hodor, as part of this army? <laughs> Hodor, yeah. No, Hodor's Hodor's done. Hodor, yeah. Hodor, I don't think we're seeing him, bro. Yeah. He's out. Yeah, dude. In the army, I, I'm downing for it. Probably not. I want to see I Hodor so. one more time, so I'm saying yes. No. He shows up and comes for comes for Bran. Yeah, puts him on. <laughs> That's his who back. Theon's pointing an arrow at. He's like, "Hodor, back down, back the fuck down." <laughs> that, That's who John looks scared to see in the trailer. Is just <laughs> Hodor. Not Hodor. Uh, well, anyways, um, you guys think they're gonna arrive at King's? Yeah. So this is kind of basically asking oh. us: Do we think they're losing, or you think the Night King is winning at Winterfell? So that's how I'm taking this question. Luke, you go first. You think the you think the Night King's winning at Winterfell? Straight up W. No, he's not. He's gonna lose. I think he's okay. Gonna, I think he's gonna lose, and he's gonna. I'm okay. I'm not gonna say too much more because I have kind of a theory. I think he's gonna die. Okay. okay. They'll defeat him. Ross, you want me to go? Okay. Uh, yeah. So yeah, this is aligning with my theory. This is what I like. I have a bunch of theories, but then this is what I think is probably gonna happen. But I think they're going to lose at Winterfell, but not a complete loss. So some of the, talking about the White Walkers? No, I'm talking about the humans. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. So I think the living, my bad. I should have clarified that. I think the living will lose, but not a complete loss. So I think they will kill Viserion, but a, like a huge portion of the characters will die, except for maybe, I don't know, like five, and they'll escape on the dragons and then retreat. So I think okay. So this is the same theory that you've been having yeah. over the pods. Yeah. I so yeah, I think the Night King will get to King's Landing. Okay, but you're saying as long as they have the dragons, it's still a good chance hmm. to win this thing. Yeah. In the end. Yeah. Okay. Um. I honestly, I, I think they're gonna lose this battle. I think they'll figure out to go and start attacking the White Walkers. If you ta- target the White Walkers, you get rid of a lot more troops at once. Yeah. Um. I think that they beat the Night King here. And I got a theory to go on who I think the real baddie is of the show. And we'll, we'll talk about that later. Ooh, I also have a theory on that. <laughs> yeah. I know we all want to talk about it, but yeah. we'll talk about it later. <laughs> oh dude. Wait. One other thing that I noticed is, did you guys notice how all of the white Walker like lieutenants were right on the front line? 
Yeah. And that doesn't make any sense. Why? Why would they all be on the front line? Just got to get that shot, bro. Got to get that hype up shot. Okay. But if they go into battle like that, that won't make sense. I I think they're so far away still at that point. Like they're, they were still, they could just be standing there and then they could have all the whites just go running past them or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not going to eye test how far away, but I think that there's still enough time that you can see in the trailer, you see Daenerys, you see in the C- the episode three trailer, you see Daenerys and Jon up like on a mountain kind of looking over everything, that there's still still a decent amount away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, okay, um, that's a good point. I agree. Oh, one Next thing, question. Oh, okay, uh, no, Luke, go for it. I was going to say one thing that kind of does hold up for them getting to King's Landing is that they had no defenses for a dragon. Or we didn't see that at least. Yeah. So that like, is very yeah, true. they don't they don't talk about the dra- they don't <laughs> in their defenses. They don't talk about big it. <laughs> fuck up. That's a major flaw yeah, in their battle real. plan right there. We'll talk about that more. At Matt underscore Sanders twenty two. Ooh, this is a good one. Okay. Oh god. So out of the group at the fireplace, who so who wins in a battle royale style matchup? And what is the play by play? So the people in the group <laughs> Are Brienne, we got Jamie, Tormund, Pod the Rod, Davos, and Tyrion. And I'm thinking the way we do this, we do like a fucking let's do a let's do a tag like we'll match them up in pairs. How about that? Yeah, yeah, I like that. Let's do it. Okay, cool. And let's rank. So we're all saying number one seed, top dog, Brienne Tarth, right? Yeah, Agreed. I feel like that's yeah. pretty undisputed right there. Easy. Yeah. And then two out of that group, I'm putting, personally, I'm putting Tormund. You guys agree? Agreed. Yeah, Tormund. Okay. And then here's the debatable three to four. We got Pod the Rod, who's showing up. He kind of showed up last episode, show he's been learning. Yeah. Or we got one-handed Jamie. Yeah. Who's still formidable somewhat, but we've never seen him really take on anyone with actual skill. What do you mean? With one. Last, last well, season. With, with one hand. Last season. He took oh, on... I guess he killed a Dothraki. Yeah, huh? boy. Mm. Okay, shoot. I, I hey, respect to Jamie. I forgot, yeah. but still, okay. Who we take? Who's who's the three and four? I mean, in the end, they're going to be on the same team. Jamie, and then Pod. <laughs> okay, I'm, Pod I'm cool with that. I'm gonna say Jamie then Pod. I forgot about you killed the Dothraki. Put respect on his name. <laughs> Put some respect, dude. He killed some hookers' pusses. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Pod did, yeah. Pod the Rob, baby. Yeah, he's a man. Um, all right. So those they're three and four. And then we're putting Davos over Tyrion, right? Hey, that's on you, man. Yeah, 100%. That's on you. I'm putting Davos over Tyrion. Okay. I mean, I say, I'm saying it's, physic- it's a mix-up. I'm calling it. Okay, he's five, Tyrion's six. <laughs> a mix-up? So Tyrion- oh, my. Whatever. No way. So, t- But Tyrion, that puts Tyrion with Brienne. And um, Tormund would be with Davos. Pod the Rod with Jamie. Before we do the play-by-play... Who is winning this in the winning this matchup? Who's winning this matchup? Wait, so who's winning out of these three teams? Pod and Jamie. That's a pretty good combo <laughs> right there, honestly. Yeah, to even like, because Davos and and Tyrion are just gonna be no help. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. So Pod and Jamie. All right, but dude, Brienne could probably take fucking both of them, man. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> dude, she's raw. Maybe at the same time, I'm going Pod and Tyrion. That's a raw. She taught the same she time. She taught Pod. True. I'm going. Well, yeah. So Pod knows then everything she, she knows. Hmm, it's a good point, but she's still better. Yeah, for sure. Maybe and stronger. We don't know that. Okay, so we're saying for the f- sake of two Pod, the Rod, and Jamie are winning this. No, I'm yeah. saying Brienne. 
and Tyrion. Because you guys are dubbing what? Tyrion. Tyrion's dying though. He's not gonna. Dude, he's not making dude, out of he this. He fought at the Battle dude. of Blackwater, and he fought oh my bandits God. in season one. Bandits, bro. Dude, he like blacked out. Didn't he get hit? No, that <laughs> was a different. Up. That was a different time. But yes, that did happen. <laughs> Brian would okay, but Brian would make it out. She don't be the only one to make it out. Then that's what I'm saying. If you're saying they're winning as a team, he's dead. Okay, though. I agree with. I agree with that. Honestly, he will okay. Take I'm gonna take. I, I'm gonna say. Yeah, Brian. I'm gonna take that too, Luke. I'm saying Brian. She wins this. Oh, negative. put the team on her back, dude. Jamie will probably end up stabbing her in the back, like and winning. <laughs> We've also never seen Tormund and Brian fight, so Who true. Knows? We've seen Tormund slay Hella Whites. True. Next question at at Myus Eli. Her que- his question is, does it seem like there is much of a battle plan besides leaving Bran out for the Night King? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, that's that that's one thing where I was kind of like, damn, so you guys are just going to like say, oh, we should go for him, leave Bran out and have Theon like defend him. Like they didn't go over any, you know, like obviously the dragon, we already talked about that. Isn't the whole army like right in front of the Godswood too? So I'm confused at how that's gonna work. Yeah, it's on the left side. Yeah, but right. Yeah, but they're still in between the White Walkers and the the mm-hmm. Godswood, right? Yeah. So um, yeah, I don't know how that's gonna work. Yeah, my thing is just, I well, we kind of saw the layout of how they're laying everything, but it's just like, how do you not even talk about the dragon? You know, like how do you not I have know. a plan for the White Dragon? <laughs> yeah, how did they leave that out of the plan? Everyone, everyone should be aware. You know, hey, this dude's got a White Dragon coming. Uh, maybe Daenerys gonna swoop in, but like that should be spoken, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's just they also they just only mentioned hey if we kill the Night King we kill everyone, but why I don't know why they didn't say the thing about just if you even kill a White Walker, it also takes out some troops just it, with the people that they've turned. Yeah, that would have been nice. Um, <laughs> that would have been useful. Yeah, I think that might be my only thing about this episode where I was just like that they could have done more there. Yeah. Literally, the only line about the dragon is uh, Davos steps in and he's like, the dragon should give us an edge on the field. And then they don't say anything <laughs> about it. <laughs> yeah. It's kinda, yeah, they don't even mention the, uh, the Night King's dragon. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then the same person, Maya's Eli, had another question. Said, just me or are you guys worried that with only three episodes after the next one, do you think they'll rush the ending badly? Um, mm. I'll go. I'll take this okay, one. Okay, go for it. Um, I... I have pretty good faith that they're going to do really good with the next three after that. Cause I know, um, I think David Nutter who directed the past two, he has the one <laughs> great name. He has the one after this episode <laughs> and then Miguel Sapoz, Sapoznik. Yeah. It's like Sapoznik. Sapoznik. Could be that. Yes. And he's a great director. He's directing the next episode. He's also directed hard home battle of the bastards the winds of winter this dude's the best director they have oh, he's doing yeah probably. he's doing episode five and then what about jeremy? And then D&D are directing what about jeremy what? Podeswa? you think he's up there i would i'm for sure still putting miguel man yeah, hmm. yeah and then D are doing the last episode episode six so i mean i have faith i like i've liked what they've written so far in the season yeah I was totally good with the buildup for these next two episodes. I thought it was really important to have mm-hmm. just kind of, you know, let everyone kind of get their last hurrah in and set up for the biggest battle we're probably going to see on, in the show. 
And no, I, I, I think I have faith with it. I think if there's going to be another big battle, it's probably going to be episode five with Miguel directing again. So they're going to get another episode, kind of get up to speed, and then that's going to happen, and then you close it out with however they're going to close the show. Yeah, I what would you agree. Guys think? I would agree that this episode five is going to be another good episode, or another, my, they're all pretty good, but uh, it would be another battle episode. And then four will kind of be like, Action-packed one. Yeah, yeah, cool down yeah. and then ramp up. A little I'm bit. not. I'm not worried about it. like. I was never worried about it. I don't know. No. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what I'm saying. I none of us were worried, right? No. I think three episodes at an hour twenty a pop is plenty of time to close mm-hmm. it up. Oh yeah. Not to mention, yeah. The the next the last two episodes were the shortest ones of the season. Yeah. The next one, the shortest one is gonna be what seventy eight minutes, and then next week's episode's almost an hour and a half, and then the other two are gonna be eighty minutes. So. There's a lot of times to do a lot of story, honestly. Yeah, ex- exactly. Over the I course of this, mm-hmm. there's plenty of time. I was I was talking with, to Bryce about this after the episode yesterday, and we were saying kind of how like we think the first half, the first three episodes are like one movie, and then the last three episodes are like another movie, and it's basically just like two movies put together into a mm-hmm. season. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. yeah. So next question, at Megalophobia, why can't Bran just tell everyone what will happen afterwards? Um, you want me to? Ross, yeah, I can go for this yeah, one. Yeah, just clear this one up. <laughs> so basically, he only has access to the visions through the weirwood trees. Oh, and he also has a green side too. So this is his like two forms of power. So he can go to the weirwood trees and he could see all like the past in the present he could see all around the world in the present in the past but he can't like at his will choose what he wants to see in the future he just has random visions yeah he just gets glimpses so like so the past and stuff that he sees is way more of a sure thing and he could like pull that up whenever but then the green sight visions are yeah glimpses just like you said zach yeah so he can't he can't see what actually is going to happen for sure yeah to answer the question okay next one yeah um at the pride of nyc nyc where's melisandra do you think she shows up to save winterfell well she went to volantis but fuck man who knows i don't think she's showing up didn't she say she was going to look for something though yeah i don't know yeah she's not here though she's not showing up no next she's not showing up at winterfell not next episode no i don't think so yeah unless she comes in the back door real quick maybe yeah, no way, dude. Um, <laughs> hey, boy. Okay, last question. Do you think Danny will kill John after the war is ended? Um, I feel like we should just branch this question in with just the discussion about that scene yeah. in general. So basically, in this episode, John reveals to Daenerys his origin. And what did you guys think about the reaction once, once he tells her? He tells her kind of smug, too. He's all just looking at the statue. I don't know. If he, I, think I think he, he was, was just smug. like I didn't think. Yeah, I didn't think it was smug. It seemed a little I, smug to me, but I thought it was like it was like hard for him. Like he was just yeah. like not looking her in the eye, like at first, and just like I feel like yeah, he didn't, didn't want to do it. Didn't want to talk. True. Yeah, her. he did avoid her all episode. Like every time he saw her, he would just be like, "My queen," and yeah. then just walk off. Yeah. Yeah. Even like, in, the, I, I guess you're right. Even in the scene where they were, Jamie was on trial. Yeah. When she asked him something, he just seemed out of it, and mm-hmm. was just, "Yeah, we need more troops." Yeah, exactly. Um, good point. So, what do you guys think about her reaction specifically? Sus. Yeah, for <laughs> real. 
very sad. I don't like that. Do you want to just didn't like that? Should we all just go into our? Th- we do we all have a theory on this? Well, I was going to clarify what Amelia. So Amelia actually commented on this scene today. This is new info that came out yeah. since the episode. It was an exclusive with EW, I believe, and she said. Well, for one, you know, she does not care at all about being his aunt. Like, that doesn't mean anything to her because the quote is, she could have easily married her brother. It's not a thing to her. The main thing is, and she refers to herself and says, we're up to the, for the same promotion. And I've been working for it my entire existence. Yeah. And so, yeah. And I, I for me, like, I don't, I, I don't think it's, I think maybe it's just right in that moment, you know, she's that's the that's the news to her the, that part that oh there is someone else who could take this yeah. and i think maybe to me i think she kind of reacted how someone would react hearing that news um what did you guys think i like that point because that could just yeah that could just be like her initial reaction and then she's like oh shit well like this kind of complicates things but maybe yeah because that- john reacted to the news when he found out and he yeah for sure was he was angry at first you know he didn't even bring up the part about <laughs> her being his aunt at all yeah and then she also made a note too that i thought was interesting was just that um she noted how john you know john when he was telling her i think he was thinking it was going to go better than he thought but his reaction she said that john reacts to how she reacted basically that he was surprised that that was the part she took out yeah okay so i do Mm -hmm. see where you're coming from but what i was thinking why i said it was sus was Cause like that was what she was focused on rather than being Mm -hmm. focused on John and being like, Oh, you can't, I can't believe you finally figured out who your parents are and all that. Like she was instantly just focused on herself kind of. So that, yeah, Mm -hmm. I don't know. That could, I could see how John would yeah, not like that too much. Well, yeah, I guess we'll have to see like where she takes it. I don't know if they'll touch on it next episode. Cause there's a lot about to go on, but maybe at the end of it, I think I, but I do think that this kind of sets up the story for the rest of the season. And that's why I, th- I think we all want to talk about this. Yeah. It's just, I felt like that's such an important thing that they made it so important that it's just like, for me, I don't think either of them is going to die this next episode. And I know we all want to say, like, I think we're all thinking it, that she could end up or something that these two could end up being on different sides in the end. Yeah. And for me, that would be very yeah. game of Thrones sort of twist. And it also would also go back to that parallel at the waterfall where Ygritte had was at a waterfall and said all those things that we touched on last episode and just how they were on the same side at that point and then they ended up being on opposite sides in the end. Ooh, yeah. very true. I didn't even mm-hmm. think about that part either, that they wound up on opposite sides and then she died. Wow, okay. yeah. Um, so I, th- I thought that was a cool little connection possibly, but we do not know, you know, it's just, this isn't even, we're not going to find out probably the story at least until if they survive. Yeah. True. You want me to go, can I go into my theory on? Yeah. They, go in, go into your if theory. If they survive. So I think, or my theory is that if John, Daenerys and Sam all survive, John and Daenerys won't tell anyone about John's real birthright because one, Danny wants the throne, John, two, John doesn't care about it. He doesn't want the throne. So, I mean, yeah. he cares about the truth, but I feel like at that point he would just be like, I can't tell anybody because then there would be yeah. this war and I don't want the throne. Well, let me add on to that real quick just before you yeah. keep going. It's just that we know, we know that 
Kit has said that John, the big concern for him was just finding out that he's related to the woman he loves. Like that was huge. That was the biggest part for him. Yeah. That devastated him. So continue. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I think that will cause tension with John and Sam or Daenerys and Sam. Cause Sam, like last episode, how he said, it's the truth. And I think he cares about that, that he wants people to know the truth about it. And he also has this little, I mean, he's kind of a little mad at Daenerys for killing his brother and dad. I don't know if he would get over that too easily. So Sam would try to tell everyone the truth when he figures out they're not telling everyone the truth. And then Daenerys will not want him to do that and execute Sam. And when he she does this, this is what will turn John against Daenerys because obviously Sam's his best friend. And then that will cause the conflict between Daenerys and John. That's interesting. I have a, I have a theory on this too, yeah. and I think it ties in. For me, it ties into just with the Sansa and Daenerys aspect. Like it seemed like they were getting along, and then she's just saying, "Hey, well, after this all ends, we want the North. You know, we want it. Yeah, um, it's our right." And Daenerys was super reluctant to give it, and so I think that that might be what ends up causing it. And then you have the factor that John is also Targ. So what if he says, "Well, I want we should get they should get the North. The Starks should get the North." And then that could cause the split for me. Yeah. Can I say something on that? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Okay, so I was just really thinking how she like pulls away when she says, What about the North? Like we we try to we fought for our independence. And then Daenerys mm-hmm. is just automatically expects her to have like respect for her. And I I don't know. I don't like that. I feel like Daenerys should feel like she has to earn the respect of people because Sansa's coming from a good place where she's just being cautious of who's going to rule her country. Like she doesn't know Daenerys and she just knows about her family and she knows about the past and how nothing would really change if it was just another queen. Like it would be good for a little bit and then there would be somebody else and it just wouldn't, it wouldn't change anything. So I feel like she's just being kind of skeptical. Yeah. Which I, I think is healthy when you're talking about, who your leader is going to be. Um, Luke, any take on this? I think the Night King is going to get defeated in the battle, but during the battle, I think like primary, like Daenerys is going to take. So some of the people that got like wrapped up like pretty well, and I think could die like Grey Worm, like kisses uh, Missandei and then leaves. <clears throat> Jorah gets Sam's sword, the sword from uh, Sam's house. Yeah. If those two people die, like Grey Worm and Jorah, they like have supported um, Daenerys throughout her whole entire campaign. And so if she loses those two people and she only has Tyrion and then she already has some doubts on Tyrion like so far through this episode, she loses him. And now she's getting this rift between like between her and Sansa and like they're going to want the North. And if... And if it comes down to it, I think John is going to have to side with Sansa. And like you were saying, like if more people find out, like you're saying, Zach, like if more people find out that Sansa is, um, or sorry, that John is uh, Targaryen, like it's just going to like turn more and more people against Daenerys' claim to the throne. And that's just going to cause like just deeper rifts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think we all kind of give our take. Ross, you have anything you want to add? Yeah, one interesting thing about the rift with her and Tyrion that you're talking about is I think 
if Jorah wouldn't have came in and like talked to her about Tyrion being smart, I think she would have let Tyrion just go out into the battle and die. <laughs> yes. Yeah, dude. But then she like at the last second looked at Jorah and she was like, "Yeah, you come come inside. You're smart. <laughs> like, don't go out there and die." Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. Um, but yes, I mean, since we're talking about deaths now, basically, who do you guys think is is gonna die this episode? And I'm saying, I'm saying we all pick five people that we think. Yeah, everyone pick five. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. I have. I think I have four. I I have Theon. I have Theon, Greyjoy, or Theon, Grey Worm, Jorah, and the Night King. That's like my confirmed four that I think for sure are gonna die. I mean, does Theon, Grey Worm, Night King, and who? Jorah. 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 Okay. Yeah. What about you, Ross? Oh, that's tough. Um, I think Samwell might die <laughs> because he's in the crypts, you know, and we just went over that crypt theory, so. I think some people in the crypts could die. He might protect, die protecting. I was say he'd be, he'd yeah. be protecting. Yeah. I don't know. And then another thing that I think could happen is I think Masande could die because they have that thing with Grey Worm and Masande and wrapping up their relationship and they're talking about going somewhere afterwards and like having a happy ending. So yeah. <laughs> my theory on that one was I think... It's a little yeah. rap. <laughs> I think Masande dies and then Grey Worm ends up taking her remains back to Noth or Noth. Ooh, yeah. that's a twist. That'd be cool. <laughs> um, okay. Who else you got? So I got Samwell. Then I got Missande. And then my third one is Brienne. And then my fourth one, I think Theon will die. Ooh, my fifth one. I don't know if I have a fifth one, but I think maybe Arya. I think Arya probably. Okay. Yeah. All right. So my five... I think my my number one is going to be that little girl that was talking to to Davos. That's a good. I think she's a lock in the crypts. I think that. (laughs) That's why he should have went with instead of Sam. Just a one off random random character scene. I think she's a goner. Um, I think Theon for sure, dude. I just thought with uh, he volunteered to take on the Night King, like dude, he signed your he signed his death wish. That's a suicide. Um, Suicide mission. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Suicide Squad for real right there. Him and his boys. Yeah, him and ready. 20 good men. The um, <laughs> you know what's a, it's a good little thing that I think you pointed out too about Theon Ross is I think that – didn't they say how good the Greyjoys are with arrows? So I liked that they had that little little teaser <laughs> yeah. trailer. Yeah. Um, Wait. But right, I, go ahead. I think Theon's the lock. He's done. And then I'm going to say – Let's see. I'm going to say Grey Worm, too, dude. Just the whole dreams thing, that also just made me... Like, they were just planning their yeah. future, and I'm just like, man, you know? Like, you, you kind of have to do that in that kind of situation, you know? Look forward to something. But I thought that scene was just so emotional for, for Grey Worm, and I thought, bro, this dude's dead. For real. And That's then, why I think never is dying. Yeah, and I think for, like, as far as, like, a super major character, like, one of the... The top Starks, you know, Lannisters, those kind of families. I'm going to go with Arya, dude. I think, I just feel like this might be it for her. She's going to go out swinging. I just think the trailer is super, the trailer with her in it, you know, just the scenes we've seen. Like, we don't see her scared of anything. Yeah. Um, And I feel like, I just feel like that that would be the big one, you know, the big character to go. Like, maybe her cockiness gets her killed or something. I just, I think that she's going to see, if it's the Crip shit, She's gonna see like her dad or just someone that you know is really gonna mess with her yeah. head. Very, um, very good point. And 
Dude, I also, like, I don't want to say it, but I really think this is going to be the episode Brienne goes. Although I would love it not to be her, but I just think just she got her own. She got the title of the last episode. Yeah. Basically, her whole life, her goal was to be a knight, and she just got it, and she's going to die honorable. And she's going to be a great... Yeah, yeah, she's gonna be a great knight for the Night King. Oh, she's gonna be a nice soldier for him. One hundred percent. Don't say dude, that. What if only? What if only like two people die? Dude, there's no way, dude. They cannot have this hype and only have two people. But die. remember our predictions, like last year for Beyond the Wall. I thought so many. We we thought so many people were gonna die. We we were like saying like three, and then one person who did die in the Thoros. end. <laughs> yeah, Thoros yeah. died. Um. I, did, I just think, dude, they haven't had, like, that's what I'm saying, though, they haven't had, like, really major, major characters die in a, in a over a yeah. season now. Since the season six finale. Yeah, and I thought that shot, you know, in the in the war room when they're all in there, it's like, that's going to be the scene that we're going to look back on and be like, damn, you know, all these people are dead oh. now. Or it's just like, that's, that's going to be the stuff we look back on in future episodes. Dude, what if mm-hmm. everyone in the room that Tyrion, you know, the room Tyrion's in where he says, I think we might live. What if yeah, everyone what if in there? every single person in that room dies? <laughs> Damn. I mean, see, like, that's I would not be shocked, man. I feel man. like Tyrion's like, going to live, though. Yeah. I feel like he will, too, but I don't know. Um, I'm not sure on Tyrion. I, anyone could really die, but if I just had to pick, I think I picked yeah. five right there, yeah. right? It's so crazy because I feel like they set up pretty much everyone. Anyone could die. Yeah, but Tyrion didn't yes. really have, like, a wrap-up, wrap-up. Like, no, dude, I'm confused on where they're going with his character arc like yeah same it's kind of confusing what well, they're trying to do with him right now i think he will if let's say daenerys or john or whoever someone not cersei wins and he's on that side and he survives this battle i think he gets castly rock you know he's gonna be that's gonna be his yeah, place or the hand maybe in the end um maybe in the hand he might give up the title though I was gonna I, say, maybe after all this he's probably gonna be over it he seems so unsure of himself yeah. too yeah um okay i think that's we got everything on that so the next thing was just let's talk about Arya's weapon i can't remember what we all said on the last i think we all said it was gonna be some sort of double like a spear or a staff kind of thing and after watching yeah um yeah because you know they show her in the trailer with some sort of dragon glass dagger and not the staff running through the halls so either she I don't know yet. Maybe she that's loses. What, that's what you said. And then I, I think I said I. It's like a spear that pulls in half, and then there's yeah, they yeah. can come off, which is possible still True. too. I guess like those could come off. You could replay maybe. I don't know. Um, but I think what I liked about the style is I think it was a good callback to what she's comfortable with. She's comfortable, you know, when she was trained to be a yeah. faceless man, she was blind, but she had that staff, yeah. so she's used to. And I'm thinking if she's out fighting in the dark, you know, she wants to be comfortable. She can't use a needle. Um, she can't use her Valerian little steel dagger against all this stuff. So she wanted like a spear, like just something that she was comfortable yeah, with. Yeah, she trained know? hard with that um, stuff. Yeah, and she was blind for a while. So it's just, she's just comfortable with it. So that was kind of, I thought that was cool with the weapon. What'd you guys think about the Gendry and Arya stuff that happened in this episode? Dude, you know what? I forgot. Let me add one thing. This is the scene that I was talking to Ross that I got fucking spoiled on. <laughs> oh, you got this spoiled for you? Like, oh, you saw uh, that? Dude, I just like opened Reddit. You know, a couple hours before the episode, because and I forgot that it leaked because it yeah. leaked super early again, the whole episode, and I fucking opened it and I just see the first thing is just hashtag epic forge sex and I was like, no, dude, what? I feel like that got. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a title to a porno. 
Dude, it's just some free folk. They, they did the same thing when, when Daenerys boat and John when that happened. Yeah, epic boat sex. And I was like, dude. And then, like, I, I quickly exited the app, but immediately I'm just like, yeah. Forge, yeah. Gendry. Oh, shit. You know? So, um, what'd you guys think about that? I thought, well, you guys go first. I thought it was dope. Arya just won a little booty call. No? Yeah. I don't feel like it was that emotional. Yeah. I think it was more physically based. I think Arya just, yeah. I think it was too. Wait, was she uh, a virgin up to that point? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So she was. She's 18. Um, and Gendry is, I believe, 22 in the show, technically. The actors are yeah. way different age. Mm-hmm. Maisie Williams is like 22 in real life. Macy Williams is 22 yeah. in real life. I know that that was like, that shit was trending too. Just <laughs> <laughs> just like people Googling yeah. how old she was <laughs> after that scene. Um, yeah, yeah I, I think so too. It was just, I thought it was more to show, hey, you know, her whole life she's been about death, you know, and this was a scene to experience something as a human. And instead of, you know, going up and staying with um, the Hound Barrick. and with Beric, you know, who have only known war their whole lives, she's like, no, I want to go experience something human. Um, with someone that she's had a human like a good relationship with there was kind of that duality to it too like how the death versus life thing um no i was just gonna say that same thing too. oh sick my bad (laughs) and we just yeah we just never really seen and i think and then there was a lot of like people were for some reason people were mad about this that they were like oh she's too young well i just don't understand it's like she's 18 and she can do whatever she wants yeah the the males in the show were having sex when they're like 15 16 yeah they showed baratheon boy with marjorie dude and she was like (laughs) she had me pushing and he was like 13 or 14 (laughs) yeah that's that's rape you double standard assholes yeah honestly yeah no comments on that stuff (laughs) yeah but yeah i mean and then i dan and D and D commented on people saying that stuff, and they're basically just like, "It's the end of the world. What else would you have yeah. her do? You know, or like, it's just it's the end of the world, man." Yeah, I didn't think it was that bad. I th- I think it was fine. Yeah. I thought I thought it was fine too. But honestly, when Arya or when yeah Arya did start getting naked, I did feel a little uncomfortable because I was like, I feel like she's so young, but she's actually not in real life. But I yeah, I didn't have a problem with it. I didn't have a problem. Yeah. Well, I guess I felt uncomfortable just because, like, she was she's never been like that before. It's like, oh, damn, this is like a different side of because you just like are growing up with it, or you're watching this character grow up. It's kind of weird. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and she, but also she, she's the one who picked. Like, they were because of that because she grew up in the show, whereas everyone else had to sign a contract when they first joined the show. They had you might get naked. All the above eighteen people. They for her, they were like, you can show whatever you like, whatever you're comfortable with. And so it was her. She picked out everything that was seen for this yeah. episode. Next one, love triangle. Who are you guys picking? Tormund and Brienne, <laughs> Jamie and Brienne, or Ross added one. Tormund and Jamie. <laughs> I ship it. I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> you ship Tormund and Jamie. We yeah. on that ship? Yeah. If Brienne dies, yeah, like they gotta go with each other. Brienne's dying. How would you combine that word? You know, like. Oh, Janaris. Yeah. How would you combine Tormund and Jamie? Tormi? Janaris. Tormi. Jamond. 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 Nice too. We're shipping, we're shipping Jamond. Jamond and Tormi. I'm with it. Hashtag Team Jamond. Okay. Oh, fuck. All right. Wait, what about you guys? Shit, you guys? dude. I'm okay. with it, dude. Yeah, I'm bro. Team, da- we're all team Jamond. We on it. 
Yeah, we hashtag Team Jamin. All right. Um, people, another thing people were mad about. Now I'm just going to list all the shit people were mad about besides the things we haven't already talked about. People were angry that Ghost was only in it for five seconds. You and I touched yeah. on this, Ross. Opinions, either of you? I just thought it was cool for like him to be there, like in the background. When yeah, I agree too. John's up on the what do you call them parapets or something? Uh, yeah, I thought it was cool. The the parapets turrets. Yeah, I thought it was cool yeah. to see him. I just I wish there was a little more time for John to like have a, a scene with him because they always give us those scenes and they're really cool. You know, he's like really attached to his direwolf. Yeah. Um. I thought it was cool just to get acknowledged. I I figure what they're doing is they're just they're saving that CGI for oh you you thought that they acknowledged him right there. Oh yeah, I mean I thought it was just cool to even see that he's there. He's like right there at his side. The show acknowledged him. He's right there. I thought that's acknowledging him. I mean I don't think he just I don't know. To me he's just he's a wolf. He's awesome, but I thought that that is acknowledging to me. Uh That's what I'm saying. And I think next week, next week he's going to get a fucking sweet seat. Probably. <laughs> and you know they got a budget for the show, and it's gonna they're saving everything at this point for next week. You notice how there was no dragons in that episode either. Yeah, so I think I that's what it was. No, oh. that's a good point, Zach. That's a really good yeah. point. I think they could have took like two seconds out of those dragon scenes last uh, last episode, and then they would have had enough budget right there for like five or ten more seconds with ghosts and maybe john could have said something to him i'm just more yeah i'm just more partial to ghosts i guess yeah for sure okay um so we said what is you guys okay this is another one favorite scene or funniest scene cool. not favorite scene just the funniest thing that you thought in the episode there was a, there was a good amount there of humor was. in this episode i think this is the last one last episode we're gonna get funny oh, stuff really happening in it Tormund being like where's the big woman <laughs> shows that up. made me laugh out loud i was laughing that same, hundred percent. Just because, like, me. yeah, there was some good memes out of out of fucking torment this weekend too. My favorite scene was when uh, Sam was talking shit to Edison. Told it when he was like, "We're all fucked," and then Sam just looks at him. And he's like, "Well, technically speaking, you wouldn't be fucked." And then John and Sam just started laughing at him. I thought that was funny. Oh yeah, that was a good one too. Lastly, favorite parallel if you guys had one in this episode. I think mine, my favorite one was just the, well, also we need to talk about Ross is the, the Shireen thing, but yeah, my favorite one I thought was just the, the Baratheon and Stark thing, you know, with that line back in season one, episode one, when Robert, Robert Baratheon says to Ned, he's just like, I have a, I have a, I have a son, you have a daughter, we'll join our houses. And then, you know, flash forward Gendry and Arya. I thought that was a cool little. Yeah sort of parallel that was my favorite one i thought that was cool too i, I would that was i'd cool. probably say the shireen like the girl that looks like shireen that was yeah yeah and didn't that stand out to, to you guys the most um well i thought yeah. it was in, you know like like right Ross, away you explain like, that scene yeah yeah i can explain it you want me to explain the song or just well it's about the song because yeah luke is just saying yeah you notice that her face is oh, all yeah. is like, burnt literally the first thing i I thought when I saw her was, oh, Shireen, Trip, right here. Yeah. But then the, the cool thing was just that in the background, um, you want me to go for it? Shireen's like, theme song is playing. And yeah, Ross, you want to explain yeah. what the song is? So Shireen sings a song in season three called It's Always Summer Under the Sea. And 
the theme to that song was playing like the whole it was kind of building through that whole scene with davos and that little girl and yeah i don't really have to explain the song very much unless you guys yeah i don't have to yeah i mean that's pretty much it it was just a cool little little music thing i also noticed too when i was re-watching today when they give jamie back his sword yeah um his theme song plays and i don't think we've heard that since when he was in the when he was taking the bath actually with yeah Brienne. it's an oath keeper theme song it's it's jamie yeah and it is theme song. oh okay because i don't think we've heard that one yep. in a while so i thought that was interesting trying to think so before we get into previewing next episodes or anything else you guys wanted to throw back out there that you caught thought was interesting ross mm. anything do you want to talk about the jenny of Oldstone song um, I mean, oh, if you yeah. want to, I the Florence and the Machine song, or the one that po- yeah. Pod song. The th- I looked yeah, into it Pod's more though, and I kind of think it does tie into the story. So I could go into. Okay, it. yeah, give a theory yeah. if you got it. Yeah. So the song Jenny of Oldstones is about a commoner girl named Jenny of Oldstones, who, yeah, <laughs> she said she was descended from the Oldstone family, and they were destroyed a long time ago. And so this mm-hmm. uh, Targaryen named Duncan Targaryen had, he was next up in line for the throne. This was like 60, 70, 80 years ago. He just saw Jenny one day when he was out on the road. I think he was going somewhere. He like fell so deeply in love with her that he gave up the throne and he was supposed to be married to another girl who is Lionel Baratheon's daughter. And he, he yeah, okay. so they were in arranged marriage and, his dad, Aeg, Aeg Targaryen, or Aegon Targaryen, but his nickname. Yeah. Aegon, yeah. yeah. Aegon the Fifth. Tried to get him to take the throne, but he was like, no, I just don't even want it. I'll just be with Jenny. So that song is about a man giving up his throne for the woman he loves. So I think that parallels John oh. and Daenerys. Oh, that's yeah. that's interesting. And also to tie that in, is this also then... So he passed up the throne. Was that when it was passed to Aemon Tar- Targaryen? Uh, no, I think that was when it passed. It passed to Jaehaerys after that. I think. Oh, okay. Okay, I thought that maybe that tied into that whole part with like egg and. Oh, and Duncan also another thing. I almost forgot this. So Jaehaerys is who instead received the throne, and then Jaehaerys's children were uh, Aerys, the Mad King, and Rhaella, mm-hmm. and. Jenny of Oldstones had a friend who was she was like half human, half children of the forest. So she could see prophecies. She could yeah, she could tell prophecies. And she told the prophecy of Azora High. And she said, the heir to the Azora High prophecy will come from the lineage of the Mad King Eris and his sister Rayella. And then when Jaharis heard that from Jenny of Oldstone's friend, he forced uh, Eris and Rayla to marry each other because of the prophecy. And then skip ahead, and Daenerys and John are both direct from the direct line of those two. So, mm. yeah, another tie. Then interesting little okay. song they chose. Okay, so yeah, let's <laughs> let's preview the the next episode, and then I say let's wrap mm. it up. Yeah, right after that. Yeah. Um. Okay. So basically, they showed the preview. The first shot I thought was interesting, you know, you see, like, I think we already touched on it, is just Daenerys and Jon are kind of, it looks like they're outside of Winterfell. So that was what I was saying. Hey, they must have a little more time. 
then we think like the battle's not going to start immediately at the beginning of the next episode. Yeah. And she says, I think he says the Night King or Night King's coming, but she says the dead are already here. So that could be a hint, maybe that yeah, the Night King isn't there yet, or he's ha- he's laying in the back. Yeah. Right. I don't think he will expose himself right away. Do you guys think that he will? I don't think so, because like I don't think he did that at Hard Home either. Remember at Hard Home, he was just chilling yeah. at the top. And he just popped out, and he's like, "Hey, here I am. What up?" <laughs> yeah, and just showed his, you know, brought everyone back, and so yeah, flex on him. Um. Something like that. Luke, that's what your take was from that too? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I I think he's, I think right, he's next too scene. smart though okay, you go. to show himself right away. Yeah, I agree. I don't think he's going to come flying in yeah. right away. Next scene that I thought was interesting that I took out, I thought Barrick and the Hound. looks like they're inside. It kind of looks like they're in a corridor where you see Arya running through in the trailer, in the original trailer. Mm. So, um thought that was interesting and then the yeah. the most interesting part of this trailer i thought was the dragon yeah and i cannot tell what that is what do you what did you that boys looks think? like a, I those are yeah like, that looks like i the viserion to me mm-hmm. yeah because it looks like they blurred out whoever's writing it i yeah i'm looking at that right now it does look blurred out do you and, see white hair on it though and the or sh- it's just too fast i just can't tell dude i can't it tell it's either it looks like it's dude there's no it could be daenerys there's no Shit. way <laughs> They also show the they play the like scream of it, and I couldn't tell if that sounds like Drogon <laughs> yeah. or you had to shriek. listen to the audio samples of both of them. Yeah, I didn't I didn't go through it, and then the last two parts I thought were interesting from the little teaser because they they're not going to show much because they already know everyone's going to watch this episode. Yeah. They just show Shion, Theon with what looks like fire arrows. They're probably dragon glass, so we know someone gets to, gets to bring. Yeah, they obviously. they get through for sure. Yeah, and then you see what looks like this part. I thought was really interesting. Is you see what looks like John. Um, it looks like he's in the same place where yeah. Theon is, pulling like un- pulling Damn, out his sword. Where's that boy's armor yeah. at? He's like in leather. Dude, he's not, and he's in got nothing jacket. on. Yeah, I thought that was. You guys noticed that too? Bro, I don't, I don't know what he's up. Hot dude, yeah. you know he's fighting. Maybe. Well, I was thinking maybe he was riding the dragon. And he wanted something lighter, but then he had to get off for some reason. Maybe lighter for a dragon he was yeah he was trying to be lighter while riding maybe easier why yeah i don't know i I don't have it (laughs) that's just that's just a like when you're on a dragon i don't know what else you can do except let the dragon do its (laughs) true good point (laughs) (laughs) good point dude that was my hot take um for that scene where barrick and the hound are in the corridor do you think they're fighting white walkers that break in or do you think they're See, yeah. this is what I don't. They could be fighting him from the crypts, or it could be a crypts. But I really think, just based off, you know, Theon right here, it just seems like they fucking get to the. Yeah, they get they in the castle. In. Wait, is there so a way into the crypts? Up. Is there like a secret passageway somewhere through the crypts? Not that I'm aware of. I mean, to the crypts. I feel like every castle has a secret passageway. Yeah. The crypts are huge. Not that we know yeah. of, right? They're they're, they're pretty really big. big. I think they're like. The same Not size the, as Winterfell, but underneath Winterfell. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't think we have been told that or shown that yet. Mm-mm. But yeah, so anyway, that's pretty much it for the teaser. There wasn't much in it, dude. I'm, I'm hyped for this episode. This is gonna be the first time we see White Walkers attacking like a fully defended castle, like with huge walls. I, I'm excited to see how they go about it. For real, this is their biggest challenge, yeah. honestly. For the White Walkers, as far as they cool. go, um, and to, and to add on for the hype, 
This episode will feature the longest battle sequence in film or TV history, according to the director. Um, and also, the actual battle will be longer than the Lord of the Rings Helm's Deep Siege, which Very. was like fucking over an hour it was like at least. 47 minutes i think and amazing Crazy was it? it was damn yeah. close to an hour so all right that's pretty much what we have with this episode thank you for listening y'all if you enjoyed please um leave us a rating leave us a review it'd be much appreciated big time um follow us at an at not a movie pod at thrones facts um at culture crave those three specifically we also got an instagram now at not a movie pod so follow us on there too yeah. all right thanks y'all definitely this uh fucking rating at least please be much appreciated all right we out peace later how about a song high in the holes of the kings who are gone jenny would dance with her ghost the ones she had lost and the ones she had found and the ones who had loved her the most The ones who'd been gone for so very long She couldn't remember the Alright, you boys ready for the play-by-play? Play? You guys got this? Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> well, first of all, Tyrion's getting his little dick chopped off. That's the right first away, right <laughs> Dude, right, right off the gates, dude. Wait, he's chopping his dick off. <laughs> Torment. He's just he's going right, vertical slash. He's like, there's your dick. It's going off. All right. Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, Brienne and Jamie are making out in the corner. Tormund's pissed <laughs> off, so he comes over, kills Brienne. Oh, I don't know what happens. Kills Brienne? There. Yeah, because he's pissed at her. No, then goes after Jamie. Jamie. Pod slices his, uh, hmm, I don't know. Where does it go from here? Oh, I, Pod. <laughs> Pod comes what, in. Russ? <laughs> I was saying... Well, Pod's got to save Jamie. They're on the same team. Okay, true. So, while while Tormund's killing Jamie, Pod comes in from behind, and then Tormund reaches up, grabs grabs a blade, catches it midair. And he doesn't, he's not even looking at that point. He just catches it midair. Oh, I love this one. No, No look. Keep going. And then he just starts downing some milk to regain his energy. He's like, <laughs> by, you know? He's like, I need Off of his energy. horn. Off his fatty horn. Oh, yeah. Fatty horn. He's just smashing it. And then he grabs Meanwhile, the blade. Yeah. Twist, and then just grabs it, slits Pod's throat. And then. Oh, I like through the stomach more. Okay. Okay. Straight <laughs> through the stomach. <laughs> through the stomach. And then he pulls the sword down and his dick comes off. Oh. Grabs it. <laughs> That's his new weapon, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, where's Davos in all this? Davos, Davos was, was watching probably... for a bit. Yeah, just like he watched when flipping uh, Baratheon, the little Baratheon girl burned. Oh, <laughs> I that's a low blow, Shireen. <laughs> yeah, Shireen, sorry. All right, yeah, now that it's, was fucked up. Now it's too soon. Yeah. <laughs> Davos with a sword and Tormund with Pod's, Podrod's rod. Wait, Jamie's still alive though, right? Because Pod just died. No, Jamie's Jamie's dead too. No, it's guys. Yeah. Damn. Now it's Davos and Tormund. Yeah, but Tormund has only a rod as a weapon. Pod the rod's rod. (laughs) Wait, aren't they the team? They're a team. So they win. Oh, what? They win. He was watching. (laughs) They win. (laughs) Oh, God. All right. We all were wrong. Oh, fuck. (laughs) That was a play by play. All right. There we go. Felt like Joe Rogan there. So who won there? Who who wins in the end? Tormund and Davos. (laughs) Okay. <laughs>
right. Okay, moving on. Gorman's just badass. <laughs> he is. He is. 